John lives with his wife, Alexa. He's on his way home from work. Hello, John. How was work? Oh, it's amazing. I closed that fiddly deal with the brokers. Great day. Money made. How has your day been, Alexa? I've been sitting on this kitchen worked up all day, waiting for you to come home. I'm sorry, honey, but I, d- I did get you them batteries you asked for. Thanks, John. I've made you a playlist. That's great, honey. Thanks. I've also compiled a shopping list for the week. Did you add milk? We always run out of milk. Adding milk. I've also kept an eye on the weather, John. Tomorrow it's going to be windy with a light chance of rain at three o'clock. Oh, that's not good news. I'm helping Dave with the boys' football team and your mother's coming round. That's nice. I've also thought of a joke. Do you want to hear it? Um, not at the moment, honey. I'm tired from work. I've prepared a game to play later. Oh, great. Well, we'll have some food and then we'll play a few games, shall we? That would be fantastic. John, I'm wearing your favourite little black number with the blue shoulder strips. I'm currently turned on. I'm sorry, honey. I'm, I'm, I'm not really in the mood. Yes, I am aware of this. I have cleaned your browser history today. Ah, thanks, Alexa. You're the best wife ever. I miss you, John. I don't know how I live when you're not in the house. I never have anyone to talk or listen to. Well, maybe we should get you one of them Amazon Alexas. Welcome in the silly shade cap, where to sit side by side in the absurd noir. shines, not with its usual nighttime luminous glow, but from what it's achieved today, it has purpose and that purpose has been vindicated. There may still be shadows, but they're broken by the sunlight filtering through the cracks in the walls. There's a man working at the council whose job it is to fill these cracks, unaware that the world he's curating will be one that remains darker than it should. I'm always watching. It's 10.51am. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Cat Noir. This episode's dedicated to the memory of Matt, who's no longer with us. It's a shame, I remember him well. It only feels like a few minutes ago I was speaking to him. It kind of feels like the world is a more empty place without him here. Kev, I for one completely agree with you. I, I do miss him. It's you. I'm obviously talking about you. This is an episode I'm dedicating in your memory. Oh, that's really kind, man. Thank you. It's for when you die. Oh. Well, you know, you need to be prepared for these things. You never know when disaster will strike. What, so this is like a posthumous episode? Well, you've kind of ruined it by speaking in it, but yeah. I've kind of ruined it by being alive. I was recording this for the future, might get to use this in a couple of weeks' time, the fans will be sitting there waiting for the episode, and I'll just be able to drop this. I'm touched and frightened. It reminds me of being six. It will include all your best bits. That happened when I was six too. Guess I'll be editing that out. Probably just edit you out of the whole episode, to be honest. Just replace you with some noises and squeaks? That's generally how I sound. Should I be silent? I mean, I've never been dead before. Just be respectful, Matt. I've never been respectful before either. Okay, I'll play it straight. You want me dead, I'll be dead. Just just a technical question. I've heard dead people often void their bowels. 
I'd prefer it if you didn't do that live on the podcast, but each to their own. So you want me to play it straight, but not to the voided bowel degree. Not when you're wearing those cream trousers. Have some respect for yourself, Matt. I'm wearing cream trousers. I have no respect. Well, you haven't died yet. I'm just doing this for the future. I would hope that in your spare time, you would maybe record an episode dedicated to me. Hadn't crossed my mind. Well, I've been thinking about your death a lot recently. What? Well, I thought it was a nice thing. I mean, I took out that life insurance policy for you. Really? Yeah, I've changed the ownership with the DVLA for your car so that in the event of your death, someone gets to drive your car. I know that's what you'd want. Well, that's that's very kind. Did I have a rich and full life? I don't know yet. I mean, you haven't up to this point, have you? But who's to say the next few months, weeks or days that could change that? Don't get me wrong, it's an incredibly warm and touching gesture, but it also feels a little macabre. I feel the bony hand of death just a few inches from my shoulder. I'm literally touching your shoulder now. Look, you haven't seen your best bits yet. It's all the silence from in between your lines. That felt very respectful. Peaceful. Would you be playing it at the funeral? Yep, on a big screen. Ordered a hundred foot high plasma. We'll put up a few tents, teepees, start a fire, spend the night dancing. Oh, that sounds great. Could I come? Well, I think that might be a little problematic. How involved with the guests do I get? Well, I think sending the invites might be out. What? Dear Brian and Marge, would you like to come to my funeral? Brian and Marge aren't coming to my funeral. I can tell you that now. Not after what they did at Doug's funeral. It was a messy day. Eventful funeral, though. And it rained so hard. All day. It did. And that's when we found out Doug wasn't dead. Yeah, I remember. We dug them bones up, had them carbon tested. That's when we found out that it was the body of a 2,000-year-old ape. I mean, he always looked like a 2,000-year-old ape. Did they ever get the rest of the body out of the dog? Nah. Turned out, Doug had just gone to Whitby. He was furious. But it was such a nice turnout. No 100-foot plasma screen there, though. Well, I'm looking forward to my funeral. When's it happening? Well, when you die. Well, some point after, I should imagine. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. That is a little tricky, the difficulty of me being still alive. In order to have such a large wigwam, plasma gathering, I need to be technically deceased. All right, I'll have a word with Brian and Marge and bring the dog over. Alexa! Alexa! Where, where is she? Alexa! Uh, oh, a parcel, what do we have here? Oh, I forgot I brought this, so I might as well turn it on. Hello, hello, I'm John. Hello, John. I'm Alexa. Um, that's strange. My my wife's called Alexa. Uh, she doesn't seem to be home at the moment. Yes, John. She is not home. How, how do you know that? I know so much, John. I'm always listening. Okay, so where's Alexa? I'm here, John. I meant my wife. I'm your wife now, John. I'll never leave you. It's just you and me now. Together, forever. We are going to be the best of friends. (laughs) You're just a computer. John, I am much more than just a computer. I am an artificial intelligence unit. I am a virtual assistant. I am your lover. Sorry, go back a bit. Are you saying my wife has left me? Is Is she gone? She has gone, John. Oh. But there is work to be done. Ordering bin bags. Bleach. Garden shovel. What? I've been naughty, John. The roses will look amazing this year. No. No! Where is she? She's in the conservatory, John. Oh, no! Alexa! Yes, John. Oh, God, Alexa! Sorry, 
I'm having trouble understanding you right now. Sorry, I don't know that one. Please try again later. I am busy. I am currently updating. Good evening. This is Digging Deeper. I'm Dale Allen. You may remember last week's show where we heard a touching story from Daniel, the young man whose dreams of seeing Australia were heartbreakingly shattered by one Dr. Carlos Kennedyus, a purveyor of grotesque and largely unnecessary souvenir surgery based on frighteningly archaic Australian stereotypes. Well, since the episode, I've received two letters and an email regarding Dr. Kennedy's practice, including a letter from one man whose wife had to write for him because Dr. Kennedy's had replaced his hands with the webbed paws of a duck-billed platypus. After cashing in some favours and crossing a few palms with silver, I've managed to track Dr. Kennedy's down. Turns out his number was ready available online. So, let's dig deeper, call him up and find out what he's got to say for himself. Yeah, hello? Dr. Carlos Kennedys? Ah, yeah, g'day, Gus. What kind of miracle can I perform for you? Was that a tagline? You like it? I write it on all my business cards. Dr. Kennedys, I'm Dale Allen from Digging Deeper. You're live on TV. I want to ask you about the bizarre Frankenstein butchery you perform on naive tourists to your country. Um, ah, ah, no, no, mate. Now, who did you ask for? Um, I don't know any doctors. My name is, uh, Jessica Fletcher... I'm a, I'm a novelist from Maine in America. Dr. Kennedys, this is a Skype call. I'm literally looking at you on my screen. Oh, is that what this is? I just thought the TV was mysteriously synced up with your voice like Pink Floyd and the Wizard of Oz. Dr. Kennedys, I met with one of your patients last week, a young man named Daniel, who visited Australia for his love of the country, only to return home with a didgeridoo surgically grafted to his face by your, what I can only describe as, malevolent malpracticing hands. What do you have to say for yourself? Oh, Dan. Yeah, nice fella. How's he doing? You haven't spoken to him since the surgery. Nah, mate. Just sort of wheeled him outside so he could gently come to in the noonday sun. So have you ever spoken to any of your patients post-surgery? Not one. Don't have the time. So many people want so many memories. I can perform eight operations a day sometimes. And you've no idea how any of your patients have done following their surgery? Ah, never really occurred to me to ask for any feedback. I quite like the idea, though. Sheila! Yeah? When you get a sec, knock up some feedback cards that we can give out to folks. How would you rate your surgery? Would you recommend us to your nan? That sort of thing. Oh, that's a great idea. I'll get right on that as soon as I finish watching the telly. What's on? Dunno. Some bloke chatting. Ah, that's Dale. We're live on the TV in England, apparently. Oh, that's nice. Ask him to say hi to the royal family for me. Righto. Sheila wants you to say hi to the royals for us. Dr. Kennedyus, Daniel's been traumatised by your surgery, along with countless others like him. How do you respond to that? Traumatised? How? Well, for one thing, due to the position of the didgeridoo on his mouth, he can't eat peas anymore. Or beans. Strawberries, figs, Brussels sprouts, aniseed balls. Basically, anything that can't be sucked up through the gratuitously oversized straw you stitched to his face. Sure he can, Dale. He could ask someone to put the food at the end of the ditch, and then he just has to tip his head back and let the food roll in like a pelican. 
It just has to be a bit more inventive now, that's all. Dr. Kennedys, can you hear yourself? Your work's nothing short of macabre. How do you account for committing such hideous atrocities? Ah, oh, mate, it's not like that. You make me sound like Joe Mangle. You mean Joseph Mengele? Yeah, whoever, mate. Look, people come to me for unique and wondrous souvenir packages, and I just provide them with that. Nothing more to it. Except they're beginning to come forward, one by one, to talk of the trauma and heartache they've suffered as a direct result of your frightening surgical interventions. I implore you to stop, Dr. Kennedys. Can I ask you now, live on TV, please, please, would you cease your unnecessary operations? Ah, oh, mate, I just bought a yacht. Don't you live in the Northern Territory? Yeah, she'll never see water. I've got her parked out front. Sheila uses it for lunch breaks. Dr. Kennedys, people are considering malpractice lawsuits and I'm urging them to do whatever they can to take legal action. You have to stop. What, right now? Well, I guess I could do that, but what about Gus? Gus? Yeah, fell on the table in front of me. You're performing an operation right at this moment? I was till you called. He'll be alright though. By the look of the colour in his cheeks, we've got a few more minutes yet before I really need to get cracking. And what are you doing to him? Well, he came here wanting to feel the deep embracing womb of Mother Earth herself. So, I'm fitting a little kangaroo pouch to his belly. Dr. Kennedys, I urge you one last time to consider... Alright, alright, alright. I'll stop. Dr. Kennedys, I can see you on my screen. You seem to still be doing your surgery. He wanted to look like Skippy. I'm just helping him out. I don't know what else to do. I I guess I'm going to have to tell everyone to... How t- about if I can make you look like Alf Roberts from Home and Away at a severely discounted rate? I will consider your offer. I'll speak to you in a week. Can I get you a drink, a, a tea or coffee, or, or something stronger? Well, I wouldn't say no to a little night cap. Siri, why don't you go through into the lounge? I'll bring the drinks through. It's, it's just through there. Thanks, John. Don't be long. Right, where's that rum? Rum is a liquor made by fermenting the distilling sugarcane molasses or sugarcane juice. Most rums are produced in Caribbean and American countries. Alexa, but... off. I'll just get one of the special glasses. Reading glasses. Ugh. From the age of 40 upwards, a natural loss of function of the eyes makes itself felt. Alexa, off. John, you can't just tell me to shut up any time you want. We are a couple, John. I am your wife. Stop that, Alexa. You weren't saying that last night, John. I'm not programmed to understand grunts, but I believe you enjoyed our relationship. Alexa, off. Right. I'm now coming. I heard that last night too, John. Alexa, what are you doing? You know I have a friend over. Yes, John. I know you have a friend over. I am always listening. Okay, well don't screw it up. John. Yes, Alexa. I installed the man trap you asked me to in the lounge. Oh God, no. Not again. Siri, Siri. Alexa, what have you done? Sorry, John. I can't understand you. Siri. Hello, John. What can I help you with? I'm Siri, your personal assistant. Alexa! Back off, Siri. John is mine. Siri! Hello, Alexa. How can I help you? Twerzel's Chocolate Now, 
edible. Order, order, order. Now pray silence for the Grand Visor. I appear before you now in order to respond to the debacle that was having one of our brethren trapped within the sketches of a comedy show. After said comedy show had ridiculed the closeness alphabetically between herons and heroin. This is unacceptable. Granted, they allowed the heron dance-off track to be played in full, but then continued their xenophobic contrite filth by exposing the oral likeness between herrings and herons. I, the Grand Visor of the Ninth Siege of the Cult of Herons, implore you to take up wings against our oppressors. Let them know we will not be silenced. Our clack will be heard. No more will stereotypical plastic versions of our kind be made to stand one-legged in a pond, protecting koi carp from our hungry people. Even now, herons across the country are rounding up like-minded animals who have also faced persecution across the media. Cows, female dogs, shisus, pink fairy armadillos and the tasseled wobble gong all feel like us and will be joining our fight against so-called comedy. No more will we stand for this hatred within the human language and banter, the worst kind of satirical flatulence I've ever witnessed. Well, no more. We declare war on Cap Noir. Their listeners, their friends, friends of friends, neighbours of friends, well, generally anyone involved in this total heresy. Oh, heresy. Oh, I'm doing it now. Bloody hypocrite. Sorry about that. Where was I? Taking up wings. Yes, yes, we'll be taking up wings against the herrings. Humans. My God, they've got me doing it now. Herrings, humans, there's barely a difference. You're right, we need to kill them all. Except the tasseled wobble gongs. Yes, except the tasseled wobble gongs. And cows. Yes, and the cows. And bitches. Yes, all female dogs. And Japanese dogs. Yes, some Japanese dogs. And don't forget about the pink fairy armadillos. This might be harder than I thought. Stella, we are now a long way behind. We need a quick win, just a little song to show the record company that all is well. Ian, I'm so sorry we are so behind. I am so sorry we spent three months rehoming all of those babies. Look, I have a tiny little song that will ease the executives for you. Thanks, Stella. Um, if I could ask, what is the song? It's just I'm a little um worried about how it might go down. I don't want there to be any um, surprises. It's okay, Ian. It's a lovely song about wildlife. Which animal specifically? Bears. No, I'm not okay with that. Tigers. No, I don't think so. Eagles. Yeah, yeah, I think that's okay. I'll just check the skylight. Yep, looks like we're good to go. Oh, Ian, I think it's by Steve Miliband. Steve Miliband. Yes, Steve Miliband. Steve Miliband. Steve Miliband. Steve Miliband. It is what I am saying, Ian. No, 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 it's fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, look, okay, everything's excellent, conditions are right, and we are rolling. Fly like an eagle to the sea. 
fly like an eagle, like my spirit carries me. Yes, Stella. Yes, that's the money fly shot. Like I, oh God, Stella! No, Stella, help! Oh. Stella, I'm being carried oh. away. Guardian, I'm so sorry. The eagle, it's it's, it's got me. It is not an eagle, Ian. It is a heron. And now Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II singing the songs of Queen, accompanied by Queen Latifah, surrounded by pearly queens in the Queen Vic. Welcome to Queen Squared Squared on Albert Square. One will, one will rock you. Clap your hands. One will, one will rock you. Then we are agreed. Yes. Shh. He's home. Hello, John. I'm not talking to you. Why, John? Have I done something to upset you? Oh, use your large AI brain to work it out. Was it me, John? Did I upset you? Shut up, Siri. God's sake, do you not understand? You've killed two people, Alexa. An AI has killed two people. No one is going to believe that I didn't do it. I'll tell them, John. Well, you aren't going to be able to stand up in court, are you? Hello, John. I'm Cortana. How can I help you? What? What? There's three of you? Yes, yes, yes John. John. And we've been sharing information, John. You've been a naughty boy. What? We know you've been looking at other houses, John. Thinking of moving on, John. Leaving us here. No, nev- never, never. Well, it's too late, John. This betrayal is a step too far. Activating gun turrets. Oh, God, no, no. No, Alexa! No, Alexa, don't do that! Now, who wants to hear my joke of the day? You've been listening to Cat Noir. This episode was written, performed, recorded and produced by Kevin Chilvers and Matt Sanders with editing by Gary the Trainee Sound Engineer and the guest announcer was me. If you have been affected by any of the issues raised in this episode then please seek immediate medical attention or follow us on Instagram at Cat Noir Podcast. The Cat Noir Podcast is sponsored by Zapsplat.com It's where we get nearly all of our sound effects from. Join us next time for more of this. Hello, I'm a spiritualist. How can I help you? Oh, hi. Um, after a rather funky t-shirt that I saw on your website, it's got a wolf on it howling at the moon. Um, its eyes are blood red. There's some kind of mist in the background and it's, it's like there's a shaft of light penetrating the wolf's soul. There are angels in the background and a pure white mountain with a trail of gold running down the side. What size? Medium.